The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I am so glad that you can join me today. Today I have a very special guest and we have had this guest on the show before. But before I get into that, I'd like to mention that you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. And I certainly don't want to forget to have you all head on over to voiceamerica.tv and catch my video TV show over there, The Healing Whisper, Mary Ann's Garden. And it is about gardening mindfully and I hope you all enjoy it not only for the tips and how-tos on gardening but how gardening is helping us physically as well as mindfully. I'd also like to say that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Mary Ann Chase, and my guest today, Sandra Lee. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So as you just heard, my guest is Sandra Lee, and I had Sandra on the show just a little over a year ago in November of, uh, actually November 13th of 2015. So welcome to the show, Sandra. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here, Marianne. Well, before we launch into what we're going to talk about today, let me tell people a little bit about you. Sandra has assisted people as a practitioner of energy healing modalities and of body work for over 20 years. She's been a healing codes practitioner since 2006. She gives public presentations on a variety of food and health topics and helps people get their diets and their metabolisms back on track. Sandra is also a human design specialist doing readings that help people have happier and more abundant lives. She is a contributing author in the new best-selling book about human design. It is called Abundance by Design, Discover Your Unique Code for Health 
wealth, and happiness. And uh, actually, Sandra's new contribution to that book is why I asked her to come back on the show. And uh, we're just going to talk about human design. So right off the top, Sandra, what is human design? That's a really good question, Maryam. A lot of people ask it because people have been accustomed to having systems like astrology that they follow for guidance. Um, and human design is a relatively new system. It's got several things that have been used for a long time that make it up. So human design is a compilation of Western and Eastern astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, the chakras, and quantum physics. So things that have um, well proven themselves to work in guiding people for, for many, many years, um, all put together into one system. And we find that that helps human design be um, really, really accurate, and it works for people very well. So now when you're talking about guidance, uh I I am familiar with astrology in that people will say, well, I am, well, personally, I am a Virgo, and uh, I also have Libra in one of my houses, and uh, all of that, and people will sometimes kind of shy away from things like astrology because they feel that it I, I, I don't know, understand exactly what they feel that uh, seeking guidance by things like astrology, they feel it's a, a negative thing. Have you ever had people question human design in that way? I think people who question the value of these sorts of things like astrology or whatever probably don't seek out readings for something like human design anyway. They're so not attuned, not drawn to that thing, these sorts of methods that they just don't really ask for readings in the first place, is my opinion. Okay. Well, actually, that makes sense. And um, so if you were to actually be talking to a group, which you do, and somebody brings up, well, I'd never do that uh, guidance, what would be your answer to that? I would probably tell them my experience. Um, Would you like to hear how I came to get involved in human design? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Well, so I've been skeptical about things like astrology for really my whole adult life. I used to get astrology readings because I thought I should because it was the sort of thing that, you know, spiritually oriented people did. But it didn't make any sense to me. So it's like I'd get these readings and remember nothing about them. I didn't have any way in which I felt like those astrology readings applied practically to my life. And to me, if it doesn't, you know, if I can't see how something applies in a practical, applicable way, then I'm just not going to bother. But... When I heard the person who became my teacher, Karen Curry Parker, um, being interviewed on a webinar, she was talking to thousands of people. She wasn't talking to me. And I learned things about my chart and myself that are practically relevant in my life. 
and the things that I learned about my chart are still relevant to my life. So, like, I don't know why something about human design really connects to me, but I find it's completely applicable in practical ways to myself and everyone who I do a reading for. It's really amazing to me. It's like I remain skeptical about the influence of the planetary positions, because that's what it's based on, the planets, Mm -hmm. um, on actual life. But my personal experience has shown me that, yes, this really is applicable and very relevant. Yeah, it's always been an interesting thing to me. Actually, not so much skepticism, but interesting, like you said, that the planets that are millions of miles away from us can actually affect us and each one of us it will affect differently and I kind of go back to the moon and how full moons will affect some people in a major sense whereas other people it doesn't seem to really affect that greatly but um, in any case you also said that human design is a combination of several different um, things and you mentioned the chakras now Sandra I've always known of the chakras as energy patterns within our body so is it how 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 do are the chakras brought into the human design? If you look at a human design chart, there are nine shapes. We call them energy centers in the chart, and they can be either white or what we call undefined or colored in and defined. And so you have these nine centers that roughly correlate with um, the chakra centers. So if you look at the triangle, there's, a, there's an image of a, a human body that's kind of drawn into the chart. And so the center's at the top, you know, there's the head center. Well, you know, that naturally correlates with the seventh chakra, right? So it's like, and if you go down, you can kind of pair each of these energy centers with one of the seven chakras in the chakra system. Okay, and so that that makes sense. So if you've got a planet in the astrology sense that affects one chakra more on you than it would affect another person's chakra, that's how that all comes together. I don't really look at it that way. How, how, How we get the definition in the chart, how we determine what gets colored in on the chart is where the planets are in the sky at the time you were born. And so the, the sky is divided into 64 what we call gates. This is how it pairs up with the I Ching, the 64 trigrams of the I Ching. Right? So it's like okay. those match up there. And so when you have um, the planets in these various gates, you have however many of these gates wind up being having planets in is what we call defined in that gate. And in the chart, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain when people who are listening to this aren't going to see a chart, but you have right. these, these, <laughs> these gates, these colored lines, that if two colored lines meet up together, then the shapes, the energy centers on either side become what we call defined. And so that's okay. how it's determined which of the centers are defined and how that matches up with the chakra centers. Okay. So now what I'm 
kind of getting from this so far is that we've got the astrologies, we've got the I Ching, Kabbalah Tree of Life, the chakras, and the quantum physics, and in and of themselves, they're good, but combined, it's kind of great. (laughs) That's been my experience of working with human design. I think that the reason why human design is so powerfully effective for people is because these long-proven systems are all merged together to contribute to this one more modern system. So now when you started doing human design, uh, being a very different thing from other healing modalities, um, now as a healing code practitioner, as I am, did you find that you could combine the human design with other healing modalities like the healing codes? Absolutely. So it's like with the healing codes, what we're working with is people who have had traumatic experiences in their past and help them to, you know, resolve, heal any energy that's stuck within them that's blocking them from being themselves. That's kind of how I perceive the, the energetic healing modalities that I use as helping people, right? What human design does is it's like it gives you a blueprint for who you are. It gives you a a way, it shows you how you are likely to experience different things. It tells you the themes that are going to happen in your life, right? So it's like if I take myself and the, you know, challenges, the traumatic, difficult experiences I've had in my life, when I look at my human design chart, it helps me understand, oh, that makes sense why this is something that bothers me, right? That's why I respond in this way to these, these things that happen in my life because it's in my human design. Let me give an example about that, okay? Okay, so, please. So um, in my design, I am designed to take things personally. So it's like when people respond in a negative way to things I do or say, I have a really hard time with their rejection or their criticism or their judgment because I take it personally. It reflects directly on my sense of who I am and my sense of lovability and my sense of worth and value. All right? Okay. So I take correction judgment very, very personally. And so my experience of my childhood was that I couldn't do anything right. Everything I did and said was wrong. And so I limit myself and what I do based on that past experience of always feeling like I couldn't do anything right. So does that make sense? Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. And so it, it got me to thinking about we're coming into a new year in 2017, and for some odd reason people seem to make all of their goals and and things that they're going to do for the year all on one day <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then then try to accomplish accomplish it and then after a couple of weeks later they're back to their old patterns so what you're saying is that or at least what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong that human design if you know your design and if you know as in your case that you take corrections personally and in doing so it takes you off track you know I can I can just picture it it's like 
oh, I'm a bad person because I made this mistake and I was corrected. And so if you have a human design chart, then you have a little better idea of, okay, I'm taking it personally, but it's because that's how I was designed. So I need to do something else to not take it personally or do something to to heal from that having taken it personally. Yeah. Here's how I describe it to people, okay? When I understand that this is an experience I am designed to have, this is, this is a, an, a lesson or a set of opportunities that I attract opportunities to learn. Does that make sense, Marianne? Oh, absolutely, right? yes. So it's like the things in my chart, right, the things that are defined, I attract opportunities to get the lessons associated with those, those energies, those experiences. Okay, and when I when I realize, oh, you know what? I'm supposed to experience this. That enables me to become peaceful about it. When I when I think, oh, there's something wrong with me, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I always doing things wrong? Why am I always attracting, you know, this criticism? Right? I take it personally. I think it's about me. That there's something wrong with me. That I'm a failure. That I've made a mistake. Right? When I understand that my whole life I attract this energy to learn from, it's like it means that I'm not doing something wrong. I'm not faulty. You know, it's like I'm just experiencing what I'm here to experience. And so that enables me to become peaceful about it. And then once I learn how to work with that dynamic, it also helps me contribute to other people who have similar issues. So it, it turns something that I experience as a challenge or as a problem or as a difficulty into one of my greatest gifts because I have so much experience in working with this whole dynamic of taking things personally, for example, that I'm able to you know, help other people who struggle the same way. Okay, so, yeah, that that is really making a lot of sense, that uh, what the human design says is you were designed, in your case, to take things personally, and that's just the way it is. Um, As far as your energy patterns, the way you were designed, you were born that way, so to speak. Uh, can that be changed? Well, so you have the same blueprint, the same chart for your whole life. Okay. But how I relate to it changes. Ah, okay. How I respond when the stimuli come up, I can be aware, oh, there I am doing that. Okay, you know what? (laughs) Let's make another choice, okay? So here's another another thing about my chart. I'm also designed to have anger be part of my normal daily experience. I used to get angry and be mad for like weeks at a time. It was really bad. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I used to give myself a really hard time about that. It's like I should just not get angry or I should turn it off or, you know. It occurred to me like there was something wrong. I was faulty. 
because this whole anger thing was such a continual part of my experience, right? But now I see I'm designed to have anger be my response when things aren't going the way I want them to or for other people to be angry around me or just to have anger no matter what. It can come up over silly little things. So now that I know that I'm, this, is, this is part of my design, I'm able to be peaceful about, oh, you know, there it is. I'm getting angry. I recognize that it's there. I express it if I need to, and then I get over it. It enables me to respond in a completely different way to this pretty continual aspect of who I am, that anger is just an issue, right? right. Now I no longer see it as a problem. I don't right. see it as I'm failing in some way. It's like, oh, there that is. I'm being a manifester, being angry. Okay, and then move on. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's, that's fascinating. And you know what, Sharon, Sandra, it is time for us to take a break. So when we come back from the break, folks, we'll talk more about what human design is there to teach us. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Sandra Lee, and we are talking about human design. Sandra was a contributing, or I should say is a contributing author in the new best-selling book on human design. It's called Abundance by Design, Discover Your Unique Code for Health wealth, and happiness. So tell us a little bit about this book, Sandra. Um, 
how is it a that is is it a collaboration? Yes, there are several individuals who are experts in human design who contributed chapters, and so I'm one of those people. I contributed a chapter to this book where they tell their story of um, their experience of human design and the difference that it's made in their lives. And then the rest of the book is by Karen Curry Parker. Um, she's my teacher. And she talks about the human design chart in general when it comes to issues of abundance. And so, you know, this is an issue that a lot of people have challenges with. And so she explains various different aspects of the human design chart and how you can work with these energies in a conscious way when it comes to it working with your own abundance issues. And um, you know what EFT is, Marianne? Yes, yeah, yes. tapping emotional freedom technique, yes. Yes. So she also includes um, EFT um, setup statements for people to work with their abundance issues um, throughout the abundance portion of the book. I see. And you know what, uh, folks, we're not talking just about financial abundance uh, like in, well, money. We're just talking about all kinds of abundance. Isn't that correct, Sandra? Yeah, well, you know, Marianne, that I've been um, a bodywork practitioner, you know, massage practitioner for a long time. And so my focus, the focus, a big part of the focus of my chapter is when you are living by design, you know, following the way that you are designed to live according to your chart, your life tends to go easily and things go well. When you are living against your design, you're resisting your design, then you can tend to struggle more, have difficulty. And that shows up as stresses in your body, which then affects your physical health, your you know, emotional health as well. But in terms of the body work that I do, just making the connection between the stresses and the ways that I'm resisting my life, oh, gee, that's showing up as neck and shoulder tension, Right. And right. so helping people make that connection that whether it, when people are living according to their chart, living according to what I call living their truth, right, living by design, things go better. But when I'm, you know, fighting, when I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing or that um, I'm struggling with, then, you know, that stress really shows up in my body. So now, can this book help individuals uh, ferret out their own design, or do they need to have a person like you do a reading? My experience is that people can gain some insight about themselves, and uh, that, you know that's practical in their life by um, you know looking at general information. Right, So it's like when I listened to Karen Curry Parker being interviewed, I learned about this anger being part of my experience, right? And that's mm-hmm. like practically relevant for me every day. And I didn't have to have a reading to learn that, okay? okay. But when it comes to really understanding the depths of information that's in the chart, um, that really does require having a reading in my experience, right? So it's like one person I did a reading for, she had read three entire books before her reading, plus done a bunch of research online. So she had a ton of information about human design and about her own chart. But it didn't make any sense to her. It was just random facts. 
And so the reading was really valuable for her because it enabled her to fit it all together into a coherent picture, and she really appreciated the reading, right? It, It was really wonderful doing the reading for her because she already knew a lot of information, and I didn't have to explain all of the basic stuff, but it pulled it all together into something that made sense. Okay. So and and yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It'd be kind of like me going to the newspaper and reading my astrology prediction for the day and realizing, well, you know, that's not me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, knowing that I'm a Virgo and reading Virgo's uh, prediction, it just it just doesn't uh, doesn't work out that way. So, Sandra, uh, you are doing a drawing for the book. I understand. I am. So, to enter the drawing, I'm going to have people go to my website, MiracleInspirations.com, and subscribe to my newsletter. And then once they're there. Um, have them enter in the comments box if they're interested in the book, and that gives them one entry. And then if they want to have a second entry in the drawing, then to give me their number one question about their human design or about, you know, about their own chart or about human design. And okay. That and two entries. So when does the drawing take place? Um, why don't I say that I will do it at the end of January? Okay. <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> and you're also offering a discount on readings? Yes. So I'm offering, you know, because of the book and just celebrating the appearance of the book, um, I'm giving a 10% discount on human design readings and reading packages. Information's on my website, miracleinspirations.com. Okay. So now... Just before the break, we were talking about how in the new year, people set goals and plan projects and moving forward in 2017. So how would human design help us in making some of these decisions? One of the most important aspects that people can learn about their chart is how they're designed to make decisions. So it's like, in our society, particularly in what I'm going to call the personal growth culture, we yeah. <laughs> are told to decide what I want to do and just go do it. Right? You've heard that, right? Just go oh, do yes. it. Oh, yes. Definitely. Just do it. And the reality is that there's only one human design type. There's five types in human design. One human design type that's designed to be able to come up with an idea and just go do it. Right? But even those people um, still have other issues that come into play that, that influence things. So it's not that easy. But everyone else is designed to have some sign coming from the world around them that calls them to do things. So basically, people aren't designed to just go do it. And our culture tells us, just, just go, just do it. And so there are all these people that are expecting themselves to be able to succeed in setting goals that really don't work for them. And they wind up feeling like failures because they're doing things that are not consistent with how they are designed to be. And they're not entering into things correctly. It's like the decision-making process, when you're following the decision-making process that you're designed to follow, right, then you're entering entering into things most correctly, and they're most likely to be successful. 
If you are pushing and trying to force things and make things happen, that doesn't usually go very well for people, and they really have a hard time. So now, but, well, the the the, the quick comment that I wanted to make was that we have heard that really ninety percent of the people can't make things happen just by just doing it. And uh, I believe it was Dr. Lloyd that that says that all of these self-help things are really designed for failure. So now you get a human design chart, and now how does this tell you to make a decision? So there are five human design types. Manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. That's not going to mean anything to people, but those are the five types, okay? Okay. (laughs) And each of the types has a way that they are designed to make decisions. So it's like manifestors, my type is the one type that is designed to be able to decide what I want to do and just go do it. As I've said, there are other things that kind of get in my way. For me, a big one that gets in my way is this whole taking things personally, you know, taking judgment, rejection personally. And that stops me from just going and doing things, okay? Other people are designed to have to have an actual person ask them to do something. And we call that an invitation. Projectors need invitations before they do things. And projectors struggle the most out of all of the types because they are trying to do things. They're trying to push things, trying to make things happen without having an actual person ask them for what it is that they offer. And so when people learn, oh, I didn't understand. You know, I've been trying to make things happen and it just doesn't work. And so when they learn to work with this aspect of their design, in the case of projectors getting invitations, then things just kind of smooth out and go more easily. Makes sense. And so it, this brings up the question that um, I, I may be going a little bit ahead of you, but when you are in a relationship, say a spousal relationship, and let's just add children into the mix, it seems that it would be very helpful for everybody in the family to know what the design is for these individuals on how they make decisions to say if I have to be invited to do something but uh, my spouse just does it it just seems like to me that uh, I would be sitting around forever waiting for my spouse to ask me to do something (laughs) if he doesn't know (laughs) well um, when it comes to that specific situation, when you've got some, you know, a couple who are in an ongoing relationship, right, then there is some level of understood invitation that's always there, right? So the spouse that has to have invitations doesn't have to just sit waiting as like, well, you know, it's like nobody's asking me, nobody's asked me, you know. So there's a level of understood invitation in there. But there's also um, a way that you can kind of work with that, right? So um, here's an example that I give, okay? Um, You have a couple, and the wife decides that she wants to go to dinner. 
tonight. And she asks, and, and, and the wife is the projector. She needs to have the invitation. Okay? So the wife says to her husband, it's like, hey, you know, I kind of want to go to dinner tonight. Right? And the husband says, uh-huh, sure. Let's go to dinner. Okay? So it's like, you could say that because it was her idea to go to dinner, that, you know, that's all we need, which, you know, get in the car and go. Okay? But since she is a projector... She really only enters into things when she gets invited. So it's important for the husband then to ask her back, do you want to go to dinner? Now, in one way, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Obviously, she does because, you know, it was was her idea, right? But she doesn't enter into things correctly unless she is given that opportunity to respond to an invitation. And what I tell people is, it's like, you know, who knows what might happen? You might get in an accident on the way to the restaurant. You might get food poisoning, right? Little things like that that don't (laughs) seem to necessarily, like, have any clear cause and effect relationship. Who knows? Why not make the road as smooth as possible by just understanding I need to have an invitation and then get that invitation? And we're back to, um, well, I don't know if back to, but we are to the point of saying you need to have open communications to with a spouse that says, listen, I say I want to go to dinner, and but I need you to say, would you like to go to dinner back to me? So <laughs> Yeah, so understanding the design of everyone in the household, everyone in the family, enables everyone to understand what each person requires. And so knowing that, everybody just kind of gets into this pattern with each other. And then you also mentioned children. I really want to mention this. So um, when I know someone who's having a baby, I always give them the gift of a human design reading for the baby when the baby is born. Because When you understand how this child is designed to have experiences, what their gifts are likely to be, and what their challenges are likely to be, because that's all in the chart, okay, it's not just decision-making, there's so many different things in the chart, then the parent is able to, one, understand why the child is behaving the way they do, and then to be able to guide them as they grow up how to live consistent with how they're designed. And this enables a child to um, be, it's like having your head up when it comes to doing things. And they're more likely to make decisions that are consistent with what's really right for them and make fewer mistakes. Not that they can't, you know, they can still, you know, have free will and make their mistakes, but understanding their design gives them a way to... um, you know, have that whole experimentation process and learning through experience process happen more easily if they understand their design. And the people who I've done these charts for, for their children, I talk to them later, and it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) And it makes so much difference understanding how the child is designed. Plus, there's a whole other thing that that we haven't talked about. And you want to hear about relationships? Oh, yes, absolutely, because relationships are everything. (laughs) Absolutely. So 
our charts tell us a lot about our relationships. If you look at my chart and your chart, Marianne, it can tell us a lot about how we are going to relate with each other. Actually, Sandra, let's... Let's get into that after the break. I just realized that we need to go on break. So, folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Sandra Lee, and we are talking about human design. And so, Sandra, during the break, you were telling me a little bit of a story about a reading you did for uh, a youngster and how it made so much sense. So can you start in on that story again? This is a reading for someone who is a young person. And in his, in his chart, he's designed to not know when enough is enough, not know when to stop. And he is engaging in, you know, socially unacceptable behaviors because he wants attention or whatever, and he's not understanding that people aren't, aren't appreciating his, his, his expression. And so he doesn't know when to stop. And when I told you know, the mother, that this is something he's designed to have is because experience, she said, oh, we're having so much problem with that, right? So when you understand these aspects of your design, again, your gifts and your potential challenges, it enables you to work with them in a way that is conscious. So how did uh, this youngster learn to work with this enough is enough? Um, I haven't spoken with her again, but I gave her some guidance in how to talk to him, to help him understand about that dynamic and how to work with it. 
I see. Okay. So just before the break, we started in on the importance of relationships with human design. So let's continue with that thought. Yeah. So say you and I are friends and we do things together, okay? If we look at your chart and my chart together, it will show us things that we are likely to enjoy doing together, it will show us some things that if there's going to be challenges in our relationship, it, you know, might show us that, okay? So it's like if you look at charts together, um, when they match up, I'm not going to go into detail about how they match up, but it can show you the themes that are going to be in your relationship with another person. And if there are a lot of ways in which the charts match up, we call that electromagnetics, ways that our charts attract each other. So if there's a lot of attraction between your chart and my chart, we may get along really well. And it can show us the sorts of things that, you know, we might like learning together, going to classes together, exploring together, okay? It could also show us ways in which we might have difficulties. So if there's a lot of, a lot of attraction between two charts, the people will either get along really well, but it could also be we really butt heads and are enemies. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes both, you know, switching off between the two. But there's a lot of ways in which our charts match up. And so there's just lots of um, material for interaction between us. So now, what if you have had a chart made, but uh, you, you, you know, you're in relationships with every person that you cross in every portion of your life that probably won't have a human design chart. Uh, how does your chart teach you to relate to other people? Well, that can really depend a lot on the specifics of the chart. Um, the issue, you know, one issue that sometimes can become challenging is this whole needing to be invited piece, right? So that can get in people's way when it comes to conversation, right? For example, um, there, there are a whole range of people who um, might have difficulty being heard. They might have the experience that people don't hear them. Like, you know, I've heard stories of people, you know, speaking to service people in a, in a store, for example. And the person, you know, the service person is actually looking at the person, but they don't, you know, recognize that the person is actually speaking. So it's like sometimes people with challenges with being heard can have that whole experience that people just don't hear them. They may okay. see the mouth moving, right? They just <laughs> not, not recognize that the person is speaking. So, you know, that whole set of issues can really come into relationships as being an issue. Um, if people need to be invited and they don't have the invitations that they want, you know, that can really um, have them struggle with relationships and interactions with other people. Um, if people are not waiting, right, if, if they're, you know, supposed to wait for signs from the world around them that call them to do things and they're just going around like a bull in a china shop doing whatever they want, you know, relationships are going to be challenged by that. So there's a whole range of different things that can come up in, um, in relationships. 
And so just knowing that, uh, say, you are have a human design of not being heard, for example, um, how does a person overcome that particular difficulty? That's, there are a lot of specifics in the individual charts okay. that can um, help the person work with that. But then there's another thing that you know, pretty much everyone can do, um, and I recommend this to everyone, all the types. It's like if you need to say something to someone you know, for example, like your partner or a child or whatever, and say, hey, I have something I need to tell you. Do you want to hear it? And if the person says, yeah, sure, you can tell me, it's like, is now a good time? Right? So it's like doing these little things just to, I call it dangling in front of the person. It's like, hey, you know, I need you to pay attention to this. Right? Rather than just speaking. People run into problems when they just, you know, talk at people, give people information, give people feedback, give people suggestions without having the person say, hey, yes, sure, I'm, I'm ready to receive that from you. So that's so, a general thing for everybody. <laughs> it's a good idea to communicate. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, really what I am hearing from you, Sandra, is that you don't just give a human design chart to a person. You also advise them in ways that uh, they can work with their design. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when it, when it comes to people who you don't relate with very much, you know, it's probably not going to be practical asking a per- person for their birth date and getting a chart for them, right? It, when you have people that you have standing relationships with, then that can be something that you can really do. So, for example, you know, take a workplace environment, right? You have a whole bunch of people in your workplace most of whom you don't really have very close relationships with, right? But if you're in this situation and you're having, um, you know, challenges with your boss, for example, right? If possible, it might be helpful to, you know, talk with your boss and say, hey, you know, there's this methodology, human design, that I have found really helpful and it really helps me understand myself and my relationships and, you know, sometimes, you know, we buttheads, we have a little bit of difficulty. Would you be willing to have your human design chart run so that I can understand how better to work with you? Right. There's ways to kind of work around and get to a point where you can get someone's chart. But um, right. with, you know, a casual coworker, for example, that you don't see very much, right? Eh, you might not be in a position to have a conversation about running the person's human design chart. Now, if you as an employer are interested in human design and want everyone in your workplace to be able to do their best to give them um, work to do that is most suited to them and all that stuff, that employer might want to have just, you know, like part of the company policy being, hey, Let's do this. Let's have everyone's human design chart so that we all know what we are good at. We all know where our challenges are and how we can best work together. Right. And and uh, that 
that could be extraordinarily helpful for a person in a workplace. But actually, what I was really pointing towards is that when you do a human design chart for a person, you don't just do the chart. You advise that person on ways for them to overcome some of the things that uh, they would have challenges with. Yeah, if they want to do that. Now, yeah. I do okay. uh, I do run charts for people at no cost. So charts are free. Anybody can request a chart. Um, but And so I don't wind up doing readings for all of those people, right? For them to get the most information, the most value from their chart, certainly having a reading is is very helpful. But um, not everyone ends up doing that. Okay. And, and so they could take their chart and look at the book that uh, you're co-authoring, The, the uh, Abundance by Design, Discover Your Unique Code for Health, Wealth, and Happiness, and, and do some comparisons that way? They could learn a little bit about their chart that way, Absolutely. Okay. So, Sandra, where do people go to get this book? It's available on Amazon. Okay. And, um, you know, some bookstores may have it, but it's readily available, you know, where people would go get books. And how do people uh, get in contact with you? MiracleInspirations.com is my website. And there's a page on the website, there's a section about human design, and information about readings is on miracleinspirations.com forward slash readings. Um, I do have a monthly blog, a video blog, and I have a podcast as well. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's a weekly podcast on healthy action quick tips? Yeah, the Healthy Action Quick Tips podcast However, I have a really exciting thing I'm doing in 2017. I am going to have an episode for each one of the, the we talked about there are 64 gates, the human design mm-hmm. gates, right? And as the sun goes around the sky, or really as we go around the sun, right? But from our perspective, the sun is traveling around us, okay? So as the sun travels through these gates, I'm going to have a podcast episode for each one of those gates talking a little bit about the energy of the gate and give people a practical tip for how to better experience that gate energy in their life. And this can help people be more conscious of the energies of human design in their daily experience. Excellent, excellent. Well, it is coming close to time for the end of the show, and boy, does time ever fly when when we're talking interesting things about energy and energy healing. I'd also like to encourage everyone to head back to November 13 of 2015 and check out uh, my conversation with Sandra. We were talking about water and the importance of water in our lives and uh, certain types of water, how important they are. I'd also like to remind everybody that you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. So, thousands of years ago, there was a very wise man that said, Above all else, guard your heart, 
for everything you do flows from it. And folks, we're talking about the I love you with all my heart, heart. Thank you, Sandra, for joining me. And until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.